thing today. I just, after last week, remember last week? Who was here last week? I was teaching on the heart. And it's one of the most popular phrases today. They say it is the most popular phrase, follow your heart. But the Bible says don't follow your heart. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Who shall know it? The unrenewed and the unconverted heart is desperately wicked. And we live in a world and a society where everybody just following the heart. If it feels good, do it. Go with your instincts. And we have been pressured by the world and members of our family to, to believe lies. To believe that people who are following the heart and their lifestyle that's totally against the teaching of the, the word of God and the church, dressed up under the phrase, they're just following the heart. And Jesus says that out of the heart comes immorality and adultery and fornication. And we talked about that last week. We touched on that. And how important it is that we understand the gospel. Most people don't understand the gospel. Most Catholics don't understand the gospel. And one of the biggest heresies, and Ralph Martin has talked about this in the USA, one of the biggest heresies we have in the Catholic Church today is universalism. And universalism says this, everybody's going to heaven. Everybody is going to get saved. And it's a heresy that's in our church. Just go to just go to a funeral service and listen and watch how so many people at every funeral service, the person at that funeral has gone straight to heaven. Please go if they are. And nobody can ever judge a death. But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches clearly that we are sinners and we need to repent. But repentance is not a really popular word these days. People don't want to hear repentance. Because you know why? Because repentance means change. And a lot of you know I was a pastor in Scotland for many years. And I ministered a lot with young, young men who were addicts who were full to their brains. Their brains were scrambled with heroin and cocaine. And every time I presented the gospel to them, this is what they said but I'll have to give it up, Pastor. <laughs> I'll have to give up my alcohol. I'll have to give up my addiction. I'll have to give up my lifestyle. Because they knew that the gospel is serious and repentance is serious. Just look to the cross and you'll know and you'll see the price of sin was serious. It cost the Father, his one and only Son, Jesus, to came and deal with sin once and for all. We got a wee bit of feedback there, Amy. Could you just turn, try and deal with that wee bit? I can irritate people while I'm speaking. I don't want to do anything that causes people for you not hearing the gospel properly. And what I would say to everybody, and even under my voice just now, you may think, well, I've never really surrendered my life to Christ. I just go to church, so I'm just here. Repentance. 
Remember last week I talked to you about the four R's of the gospel. The first R is relationship. God loves us. God loves us. If you didn't ever any doubt that God doesn't love you, just look at the cross. The Bible says that God so loves us, doesn't just love us. God so loved us. He gave his one and only son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But those who don't, it goes on to say, sometimes we just read John 3, 16. But John 3, 17 goes on to say that those who don't will perish. Outside of Christ, people are going into a lost eternity. And this is what this meeting is all about. The second part is all about preaching the gospel. The first R is relationship. The second R is rebellion. Man rebelled and turned against God and sin came into the world. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And Satan comes along and says to Eve, it's okay. It looks good, doesn't it? Just go with your heart. Just go with your heart. Take that fruit. And it cost us the holy humanity death. And that's why one of the most moving passages in the scripture is Jesus weeping at the tomb of Lazarus. The Bible says Jesus wept. He enters into the grief. He knows he's just about to raise him from the dead. But he's weeping over death. This should never have been. And every day people are going in to a lost eternity. This is a rescue operation. The cross is a rescue. Story is a story about a great rescue. So the third R is redemption. He came to redeem us. And the fourth R is response. Father John Ricardo puts it this way. We were created and then we were captured. We were created for life created for love, created for a relationship, and Satan comes in and he captured us. Just go outside this door, you'll see young men and women captured with sin, captured with drugs, and alcohol, broken families. It's a mess. We know the world's a mess. How many young people today are taking their lives? You don't see any purpose for life. This is why this is so important. And when I reflected on that message last week, I started to think again. And please, please hear my heart. I could cry right now. I just still don't think people are getting it. Still don't get it. This is serious. And that's why the heresies come into our church just now. This is dangerous days that we're living in. And we have to go get people and bring them to the master and bring them to the gospel. Because outside of Christ, they're lost. Who's saying that? There's not many voices saying that today. 
Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. But this is the gospel. But it's great news, it's good news that Jesus came to die for us. They just have to surrender our hearts and say, yes, I want to follow you, Lord, do it your way. You're my saviour, I will follow you, Lord, all the days of my life. But so many people don't understand the gospel. They think, I'm a good person. The Bible says there's nobody good. Christ did that himself. There's nobody good but God. And we have this good works gospel. He's a false myth. Maybe you've never heard this, so buckle up your belts for this. How many times have you heard Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel and sometimes use words? Sounds good, doesn't it? Francis of Assisi never said that. Francis of Assisi was a preacher of the gospel. So what that says, it infers, just be a good person and don't say nothing. That's anti-biblical. That's anti the word of God. We have to proclaim the gospel and tell our friends and family about Jesus. That he came to rescue us. There is life after death. Eternity waiting for us all. But that, how many people have quoted that? Preach the gospel, sometimes use words. Not all the time use words. I'm not saying not to be a good example. Of course we've got to live lives and be a good witness for the Lord. But that's not the gospel. And good works is not the gospel. The Bible says your good works are like a filthy rag before God. There's a lot of good atheists and they're kind and they're givers. They don't believe in God. They reject God. Don't want God. And they'll live forever apart from God. And this is why we launched a service, Encountering Christ. Encountering Christ. The good news is we have a Savior who loves us. Sin is separating us from our holy God. And we need to repent and come back to him and respond to him and say, Lord, forgive me. Heal my heart. Give me a new heart. As the prophet Ezekiel says, I will take away your heart of stone and give you a new heart. But an unconverted heart, you cannot follow it. It's deceiving. And there's so many people living lifestyles out there thinking, it's okay. And you've heard me saying this before. I don't know how many funerals I've been to and young boys at an open coffin saying, I'll see you in heaven, granny. No, they won't. If they don't know the Lord, they won't. And that's not Terry judgment. That's the gospel. And this is how serious this is. And it's in our church. And these are prophetic times. That's why Jesus said, you stone the prophets. This message I'm giving you, is not a very popular message. Most Catholics would not like this today. Most of you, maybe your family members would not like what I'm saying today. In John 8, 40, Jesus said to the Pharisees, you're trying to kill me because I'm telling you the truth. You're trying to kill me. It wasn't a Roman execution on the cross. The, the cross was religious people that could bear to stand this young radical rabbi saying, your hearts are rotten on the inside and you need to repent. That's what took him to the cross. 
And this is why you and I, who already converted, must get this. We must go and tell others about Jesus and bring them to the Lord and bring them to the Master. I never knew that as a young boy at 22 in Scotland. I never knew I had to surrender my life. I just went to Mass, ticked the box, and went and got drunk that night with my friends and committed all sorts of sin and went to Mass the following week and did all the religious stuff. But never knew him. Do you know what he said? The Master says, many on that day will say, and I used to say this to my Pentecostal Protestant pastor friends and congregations, many will say, did we not cast out demons? Did we not prophesy your name? And Jesus said, and I will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Depart from me. I never knew you. That's a scary, scary place to be. But unfortunately, we're not hearing that gospel. And it breaks my heart that it's not getting preached. Because the Bible says this in Matthew 25. And the Hebrews 9, 27 says this. <clears throat> it's appointed for man to die once and save, face the judgment. It's appointed for all, man, all men to die and face the judgment. As soon as you close your eyes, you see Christ. Can you imagine what that must have been for Pontius Pilate? <laughs> and all those Pharisees who were mocking him. A God who just loves us. This is a great story. It's a powerful story. The God of the universe comes in a cross to show them. He's a picture of how much I love you. I love you so much. But your sin's going to separate me forever. I'm going to pay the price. But if you respond to me, you can live with me forever. There's no debt. We can't even work out the vastness of the love of God and the love of Christ. It's so amazing. The good news. That's why the Apostle Paul calls it the glorious gospel. It's not just a gospel, it's the glorious gospel. It's great news. But listen, girls and sisters, the bad news is not just bad news, it's horrific. It's horrific news. And if we realize that and get that and understand how horrific it is, we would go and tell as many people as we can and say, get here, come to Encountering Christ, come to this conference, listen to this teaching. Following it up and sending out We've got social media everywhere. We've got TikTok and all that stuff. It's time for us to become real evangelists and get take this serious. This place should be packed. Jerry said last week, this place should be packed. All of us have to do our job. And I was watching this movie, and I wanted to watch it for a minute. And it's a story of a young man, true story, conscientious objector. If you could get that ready, Seamus. During the war, he said, I don't want to take lives. I want to follow my savior and save lives. But I want to follow, I want to join the, the army. And he joined the army and they ridiculed him. Thought he was a coward. But all he wanted to do was save lives. It's called Hacksaw Ridge. Just watch it for two minutes. And his whole prayer, 
He saved over 75 soldiers, put them over the ridge and put them down this rope. And he kept praying, one more, Lord. One more, Lord. Just one more. That's our prayer. That's how we should be praying. Lord, just give me one more. What the hell is your delay, Captain? We're waiting, sir. Waiting for what? Private Doss. Who the hell is Private Doss? I was dreaming about being a doctor, but I didn't get much school. I can't stay here while all them go fight for me. Don't you figure this war is just going to fit in with your ideas? While everybody else is taking life, I'm going to be saving it. And that's going to be my way to serve. This is a personal gift from the United States government designed to bring death to the enemy. Well, I'm sorry, Sergeant. I can't touch a gun. She don't kill. No, sir. You know, quite a bit of killing does occur in war. Private Doss does not believe in violence. Do not look to him to save you on the battlefield. I don't think this is a question of religion. I think this is cowardice. I'll be in love with you because you are like anyone else. You're saying you could go to prison. But I don't know how I'm going to live with myself if I don't stay true to what I believe. With the world so set on tearing itself apart, doesn't seem like such a bad thing to me to want to put a little bit of it back together. Private Doss, you are free to run into the hellfire of battle without a single weapon to protect yourself. I'm gonna get you home. There's something you gotta see. Who did this? That's the car. We have to go back up tomorrow. They're not gonna go up there without you. Help me. You'll have to trust me. You better come home to me. Please, Lord. Help me get one more. One more, Lord. Help me get one more, Lord. Help me get one more. Over 75. Souls were saved. Give me one more, Lord. Just give me one more. I remember years ago, I was at a, a full gospel businessman's dinner. I think it was in Newcastle in England. And I remember sitting there. I was a guest speaker that night. And I was sitting, a young, a young guy got up. And a young, good-looking, handsome boy. He was so well-dressed, a collar and tie. And he started to tell his story. He had a horrific story. I think he was homeless, addicted, divorced, just a whole life of absolute mess. And we want to say, and then I met Christ. I'm married, three children, great job, handsome young man, cleaned up, looking great. And he said, I just want to thank this man here. And he pointed to me. He said, yeah, Terry Quinn. Because I was at a meeting that you four years ago and you gave your testimony. And I gave my life to Christ that night. I thought, is there another Terry Quinn? 
It was me. You'll never know who you affect. Just give me one more, Lord. Wouldn't it be great when you get to heaven? Jesus says, come here. I'm going to show you. See that crowd over there? See that busload just coming just now? That's the busload of people you led to me. Because you were daring enough at your workplace to say to somebody, do you know Jesus? Do you know the master? And everybody here has a testimony. The explosion of miracles when Jesus started his ministry was incredible. There's an explosion of miracles in here. You're a miracle. You're a miracle. The Bible says you overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Your testimony is a miracle. And I don't know how many times I've been in a situation where big men, hard men. I remember one story, a big hard man. He was six feet between the eyes. How did you come to know Jesus? You're one of these Jesus freaks. Just give him my testimony. I had a wee boy that was dying with leukemia. No hope. And I witnessed Christ coming to his bedroom. The awesome presence of Christ transformed my life. I've got a testimony. What's your testimony? Just tell your story. Just tell your story. You're a miracle. Every person is a miracle. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of rejection. They say that's the number one thing that people are scared of when it comes to evangelism. Rejection. One more, Lord. Just give me one more. One more video, and then I'm going to finish. I was in Israel many years ago, and I was privileged to see Oscar Schindler's gravestone. Some of you may know who Schindler is. If you've never seen the movie, it's called Schindler's List. And that man single-handedly saved over 1,100 Jews from the Nazis who were just shooting people. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. This madman was just shooting them as though they were rabbits from his window. Just shooting Jewish people. And Schindler came in and started to employ them. And he was bribing on the Nazis and giving them money and vodka and stuff to keep them away from killing these Jews. This is the final scene. I want you to watch it. And it's so moving. His final scene, he says, I could have got more. I could have got more. Watch this. As soon as peace occurs, I want... Um, I want that cloth distributed to the workers. Two and a half meters each. Also, each person is to get a bottle of vodka. They won't drink it. They know it's value. Likewise, those Egyptian cigarettes we organize. It will be done. Everything you ask. These are all the people he, he saved. He's waiting to see them. Save their lives. <laughs> Thank you.
We have written a letter trying to explain things in case you were captured. Every worker has signed it.
1100 people. amazing how Hollywood can reflect the desires of someone of our hearts. Movies. Amazing. Even through movies, God will move. The gospel can give it priest. Give me one more, Lord. And you know, I wrote down with Private Dawson in the first video. You get the Medal of Honor. And this is what he said. When your friends come to you and say, they owe their life to you. What better reward can any man get? And the Bible says this. What proves that God loves us? No greater man than Christ. Because he gave his life for us. What proves how much he loves us? He laid down his life for us. It's a glorious gospel. It's great news. You and I have to go tell others. And thank you those people here today that have been invited to come experience this and encounter Jesus. You'll be on your way to a brand new life. Can I ask you just to stand for a minute? Because could you just, maybe the band could, maybe we could, I just was touched by, come, come back to me, could we sing? Come back to me, let's just sing it. And sing it as a prayer. Come back to me with all your heart. Let's sing it together and then we'll have a final prayer. Come back to me. Come back to me with all your heart. With all your heart. Don't let fear. Don't let fear. Keep us apart. Long have I waited. 
faithful servant. Could you just show me your hand? Lift your hand. God bless you. 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 Surrender your life to Jesus. What a devastating thing that will be for people to hear depart from me. I never knew you. So we're going to sing it again. And ask everybody who wants to come and rededicate or dedicate their life to Christ to come here to this altar. Jesus says, if you go publicly for me, I'll go public for you by my Father in heaven. It's easier to put your hand up, so much harder to walk up the front. Go public for Jesus. So we're going to sing it again. Father Jerry, could you come, Father Jerry, I'll, I'll meet, and I'll meet you here. Just walk forward. Let's sing again, Gus. 
and we'll pray with you. Let's sing again. Amen. Come forward. Come on, don't be afraid. Just come. Come on. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear. Don't let fear. Keep us apart. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, trees to bear. Hallelujah. So much we to others call. Come on, let's sing it.